over our technical difficulties. We've got Major League Base, former Major League Baseball player Jimmy Driscoll. Jimmy, are you there? I'm here. I'm loud and clear. I'm, I'm uh, up here in uh, God's country in, in Tamworth, New Hampshire. All right. You sound like you're from Boston. Are you, are you, can you hear us, Jimmy? Yes, I can, yeah. So are you, round guy wants to know if you're from Boston. I was born and raised in Boston, so automatically I parked the car in the Harvard Yard. <laughs> That's good. Well, so we're going to get into talking about uh, your experiences here in Iowa. So uh, from what I gather, in 1962, you were drafted by... The Milwaukee Braves, is that correct? That is correct. Right, I wasn't drafted. They didn't have the draft in those yeah. days. Uh, the draft hadn't been initiated uh, yet. And uh, so um, I went to the highest bidder. And we had, uh, I signed the night I graduated from high school, that same night, uh, to start my professional career. And I signed with the Milwaukee Braves, Milwaukee Braves, before they moved to Atlanta. So, what kind of a bonus did you get, Jimmy? I got a $154 million bonus, but uh, it turned out it was a, a check bounce. And uh, I wound up getting $15,000. Uh, that's not so bad. Just uh, a couple of zeros. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was walking around money uh, for the the, the big money wasn't available. If they gave you the over fifty thousand, they had to put you on the major league roster, and, and you and you were there all year. Uh, whether you you know whether you uh, had the ability to be there or not to protect you, they you'd have to go on the big league roster uh, all season and travel with the team. Um, so I I didn't you know you know my bonus didn't. Uh, <clears throat> call for that, but uh, guys like Tony LaRusa got a, a lot of money to sign, and Renee Lashman got a lot of money to sign, and they went right to the major leagues in Kansas City. Uh, the next year, they eventually sent to the minors, but that first year, they got uh, they, they got to uh, be on the big league club, travel with the big league team. So, so did it, was there any other teams beside the Milwaukee or yeah the Milwaukee Braves that were interested in you? Oh sure, they had. Uh, we gave each team. There was about fifteen clubs that were showing uh, interest, and we gave each team. interest because I was a pretty good ball player in high school I mean it was um, they recognized my talent right away I mean to me it wasn't it was like falling off a log because it was a, a natural ability that I had and the natural ability uh, and it's a gift a gift of God really is what it is and what that gift is uh, is a hand-eye coordination either have it or you don't. You're born with it. You can't work hard to get it. I had it, and I realized I had it at a very young age. 
nine and ten years old, I was playing with the big kids, you know. So, so where did the, where did the Milwaukee Braves send you? They sent me my first uh, professional team was in Dublin, Georgia, in the Georgia Florida League, and um, I got down there. I'd never played under the lights before in high school. They just didn't have. They played all afternoon games. They didn't have lights. So I get to Dublin, Georgia, and um, first of all, you get hard. They said, "How do you get to Dublin, Georgia?" And the guy said, "Well, you can't get there from here. You know, it was it was in the middle of nowhere." So I get to the ballpark and uh, under the lights, and my I didn't I didn't see action my very first night because I was uh, I wasn't there for the start of the game. The next night, I, I was in the starting lineup. And as I said, it had never played under the lights. And the lights weren't very high there at, in Dublin. And a pop, I was playing third base, a pop-up went up. It went above the lights, above the lights. So, and then I had to track it on the way down. But also, the mosquitoes there were as big as the ball. And they... Uh, as a matter of fact, the state bird is in Georgia is the mosquito, you know. <laughs> so uh, uh, I had to distinguish whether it was a mosquito that I was under or the ball, you know. It was the ball as it turned out, but uh, I got used to the lights, uh, you know, quick and quickly enough. But uh, that was quite an experience looking up for the trying to uh, uh, spot that pop-up that went above the lights and then it had to reemerge, you know. So, so it was Dublin, Georgia, and um, I was happy to be there, you know. Just happy playing, playing ball, and they were paying me, you know. So, uh, um, so you wound up getting picked in a supplemental draft, I believe, by the Kansas City A's? That went, that after the Dublin season uh, was over, the Milwaukee put me on the AAA roster. Um, down to the instructional league down in Florida, Milwaukee, and then halfway through the instructional league, uh, the major league supplemental draft took place, and seeing that I was only on the AAA roster, a major league team could draft me, and they did, and the team that drafted me was the Kansas City Athletics. So in the middle of the instructional league, I was no longer a Milwaukee property, and I was now a member of the Kansas City Athletics Major League roster. And uh, the next spring, reported to spring training in Bradenton, Florida with the Kansas City A's, and spent the next uh, nine years in that organization. And they sent you to Burlington, Iowa, didn't they? They sent me to Burlington, Iowa. And... Uh, the old ballpark, I guess it's the same location as it was back then. Uh, a lot of improvements have been made. Uh, but I'll never forget, you know, leading up to the other the big parking lot there. It wasn't paved at all. It was just a, basically a dust bowl working your way up to get close to the entrance. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a great place to be because uh, I was playing ball, you know? Thinking, you, you were playing ball and uh, you were having fun, you know, as a 19-year-old kid. So, uh, so you're a teenager, you know, uh, 
So what did you think when you walked into Burlington, Iowa? All I could see was about 50 miles worth of corn. That's all I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was a gas station. And then there's 50 more miles of corn. You know? Well, it was, um, you know, rural America and me coming from a big, big city like Boston. I mean, I didn't know what a corn row looked like until I saw one in Iowa, you know. So it was... Um, my experience just seeing the landscape different than what I was used to, you know. So, uh, so uh, you, you spent 1963 in Burlington, Iowa, on a very good team with uh, four or five major leaguers. It looked like about every team had four or five major leaguers. You had teams in Decatur, Illinois, and Quincy, uh, so and all over the Midwest. What was that like that year? Well, we had uh, a flat, a rec wound up uh, a record was seventy two and fifty two, so we were you know twenty games over five hundred. Yeah, um, seventy five and fifty five, uh, I think. Yeah, well, you know, so in and around there, so we're well over five, we're playing well over five hundred ball, you know. And uh, I was uh, I was playing seven days, and they had. I was looking at the roster last night. Uh, uh, it was a, a trip down memory lane because I hadn't read the even remembered half of those guys who were on the team until I saw their name in print and you know it, uh, it was quite a trip down memory lane last night but uh, other guys on that team that eventually made it to the majors uh, number one uh, besides myself there was Paul Lindblad left handed pitcher he was good and uh, he was a and Paul Lindblad. He had so much just adrenaline and physical strength running through his body. I mean, he, this guy was he was strong like an ox, you know. And he was he, he realized that when he was uh, pitching, uh, he had almost too much adrenaline going and too much energy, you know. And it made it made him uh, not as loose as he wanted to be. So what he did was to counteract that. This is a true story. Each day he was scheduled to pitch, he would go out and chop down a tree. Chop down a tree. Well, I'll think the tree was, but I mean, uh, just to ex expel the, expend the energy, he chopped down a tree. So when he got to the park... He'd just he take an axe and cut down a tree just to spend some energy. That's right. That's what he did. What a, what a, okay. <laughs> So let's fast forward a few years, and all of a sudden you're a member of the Iowa Oaks. Back to Iowa. Iowa Oaks. I'll tell you what, um, and that was, uh, by that time, I had worked my way up to uh, play AAA ball and, uh, and uh, up in Vancouver. And then in 69, uh, and uh, the open age by then, uh, they had moved on closely into uh, the American Association. Uh, I had a pretty good year that year, to tell you the truth. Uh, I wound up uh, I wound up playing 137 games out of the 140. So I was in there every day. I went to bed, went to bed over 540 times. 
He played for the Burlington Bees, too. Exactly, yeah, Latch. Uh, he had caught up with me by the time we got to AAA. And then you have Alan Lewis, who was uh, nicknamed the Panamanian Express. He was so, that's the name Finley gave him. He was basically a, he was so, he said he was so fast, he could get in his room at night, shut off the light, be asleep before the room got dark, you know? <laughs> Heard that before. <laughs> That's fast. That's fast. That is fast. Joe Rudy was, was on the fast. team okay. and Gene Tennis too, right? Gene Tennis. We had Joe Rudy. We had Jose Tardable, Ramon Webster, uh, Bill McNulty. All these guys went on to play in the majors, you know. Vita Blue. And we had some uh, Vita Blue. Uh, they had, um, let's see, United Tennis. Uh, some of the pictures they had was, uh, uh, let's see here, some names that'll jump out at you. Uh, Ken Sanders was a, went on to be a good from Milwaukee. Uh, so it was a club loaded with, with prospects, you know? Well, they did a great job of drafting because they had, because like in the 11 year period that Oakland and Kansas City both were, uh, the A's organization was in Burlington. They put like eight major leaguers per team. Now that was the average. One of them had 11. I mean, that's just really, yeah. really. Yeah, so, Finley, Finley uh, bought the club. And to tell you the truth, he did himself personally didn't know the left fielder from the foul pole. You know, he had no clue. He had the money to buy the team. But here's where he, he, he excelled. He hired good baseball people to run the the club, scouting uh, guys, professional scouts, uh, professional coaches, management type, front office. He's, he surrounded himself with good, solid baseball minds and uh, and the scouts. They went out. Uh, they signed Blue Moon Odom was from uh, Macon, Georgia. And uh, Finley himself went with the scout to, to sign Blue Moon, and uh, the deal was Blue Moon was the youngest of 14 children and uh, living in the poor part of town and, and basically uh, uh, were just, you know, living, a, you know, getting by, you know. Well, Finley went down there. What closed the deal was that Finley rented a dump truck and went down to the supermarket, one of the big markets there, filled up the dump truck with groceries and dry goods and canned goods and, and 
back and basically dumped it on the front lawn of the Blue Moon's house, the Blue Moon sign. And Finley gave him the name Blue Moon for the simple reason he was so dark. It, it was so dark. It, it was almost blue. His face was blue. You see, you see gun, gun bluing, you know, it's dark, dark, but it's, it's a dark, deep, dark blue. Plus his face was as round as a moon. Thus the name Blue Moon Odom. We're talking with uh, former major leaguer Jimmy Driscoll. Jimmy, in your professional career, which uh, obviously entailed uh, time in the minors and majors, who was, the, in your opinion, the greatest player you ever saw? Okay, let me let me just think about that for a second because I saw some great ones. Uh, uh, just off the top of my head, I'm going to throw this name out because he was tremendous, and that's Carl Yastrzemski. Boy, Carl Yastrzemski. He was a good. He came to play every night, and he had the he had the ability and the skill to to really to really carry a club on his back. You know. And he demanded, he demanded that his fellow teammates played as hard as he did. And if they weren't, he'd get all over them like a cheap suit. He'd, uh, he'd get right up in their face for not hustling down the line on a ground ball or uh, uh, trying to break up a double play and stuff like that. He, he has played hard. He played the game like, it, like it's supposed to be played. And... Um, not like it is today with the rules changes. I can't believe it. It's becoming a sissy's game. You can't go into second base and break up a double play. You can't bowl over the catcher with the winning run. Uh, somebody might get hurt. You know, they're saying, oh, you're so delicate. You know, when I played, you better get out of the way from that guy coming into second base. He's going to cut you down like ripe wheat trying to break up a double play or bowl over a catcher. I got a I got a couple of questions for you. The they, they the Iowa or they moved out of the Oakland Athletics moved out of the AAA facilities in Iowa because they said the field wasn't in good shape. Was that true? Sick Taylor Stadium, uh, as far as I was concerned, was uh, good enough shape for me. Uh, and then a full time ground crew, and uh, you know after I left things could have deteriorated, I'm not sure, so I can't really comment on on their reasoning. Uh, but when I played there, when we played there, it was, a, it was as good a shape as any, any park I played in, you know? So was the ball, was the fields in the 60s, not not necessarily Sec Taylor Stadium, but was there some field conditions? I just, I look at the games on TV and I see the, you know, the later in the game, it just seems like the, the infield's pretty rough. Well, at the major league level, you won't see that because they, they have the ground crew come out at least twice during the game with those with the uh, rugs to smooth it out. I was at Fenway Park last Sunday, and uh, uh, the ground crew, that's impeccable anyway, Fenway, but the ground crew came out after the fourth inning, about 12 of them with the rugs, pulling the rugs behind them. You've seen them do it to smooth it out. So it's basically glass again and then they came out again in the eight to smooth it out again so uh, as far as I'm concerned there was maybe one park out of my 
one of two parts out of my 14 years of playing that, you know, you had to, uh, you know, negotiate the, you know, the rock, the little pebbles in the infield. But for the most part, uh, you know, they were they were playable. They were certainly playable, that's for sure. Do you have a good Reggie Jackson story for us? Reggie was having problems with Finley. Uh, I forget what the reasoning was, but Finley, uh, Reggie was in the lineup, starting lineup. John McNamara was the manager. We're in Oakland, and the phone rings, the dugout phone rings uh, at around, it's a 7.30 game time, and the phone rings around 7.15, and Finley tells McNamara to scratch Reggie from the lineup. He didn't have to have a reason. Finley didn't want him in the lineup. So McNamara crossed his name off the lineup. Now Reggie went down the end of the dugout, sat there, fell asleep. Fell asleep during the game. They had to wake him up in the seventh inning to pinch hit. He walked to the plate. He hit the first pitch to him after being asleep for most of the game. He hit the first pitch and it went into the night. It's probably, you know, another 400-foot shot. And Reggie's circle of bases. And when he got to home plate, he looked up at the press box where Finley was and basically gave him the, uh, the you-know-what, the Larry Glick salute, you know. All right, well, we're going to finish up with one more question. What do you miss about Iowa? I'll tell you what, when I was in Des Moines, the clubhouse kid, usually AAA, the, the clubhouse guy will have a little spread for the team after the game, whether at home or on the road, you know, like sandwiches, and fried chicken, whatever it might be, you know, a little bite to eat after each game. Well, this one night in, in August, the clubby went to someplace out of Des Moines, not too far, and harvested some corn, corn on the cob. I don't know, about 20 years or so, brought it back, steamed them up, and made them available. And the corn was so sweet, I didn't even need butter on it. I haven't, and I tell people I haven't had a good ear of corn since I left Iowa. <laughs> well, that's the truth. Well, Jimmy, we really appreciate you having you on. Uh, we're gonna stay in touch with you and see if we can't get some more uh, interviews from some ball players. We sure appreciate your time, and thanks for calling in. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you guys are doing a good job. I, I watched one of your previous shows, and, uh, uh, you know, you got, a, you got a good grip on what you're doing, and I want to wish you all the best with your uh, broadcast career over there, you guys. Well, thank you very much. Jimmy, it was a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thanks a million. And, uh, now, will, I be, will, will this be, uh, I know I, I was just on the on the uh, via the phone, but will I be able to hear this interview uh, if I go to the Facebook page? Yeah, except for when the loud mufflers go by and the bells in the clock tower on the courthouse is ringing. But other than that, I'll probably be able to hear you. Yeah, other than that, it'll be perfect. <laughs> We're here in okay. Sigourney, yeah. Iowa, and there's a, a sore need for a muffler shop here. But uh, Okay, terrific. And uh, she's, uh, I, mean, I almost feel like I'm uh, right back in Iowa. Well, that's, that's the plan. We'll mail you some sweet corn. Yeah, we could do that for you, Jimmy. All right. Well, um, 
my my motto was when I was playing swing hard in case you hit <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jimmy. All right. That was uh, Major Leaguer Jimmy Sanders. We're going to be back with another interview. Uh, we're going to stop this and start it again.